Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Welcome to the Poetry Super Highway live open poetry reading. It's our August 2017 show. Excited to have you with me. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm your MC for this hour of poetry, and I invite you to call in and share your work. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. No content or style restrictions. Feel free to call and read your latest poem, your oldest poem, your middle-aged poem. Something you've uh, been working on that you want to try out, something tried and true. Whatever it is, we want to hear it. People listen from all over the world to this show, and uh, this is a great opportunity for you to share your work with a lot of people, as well as for you to hear how it sounds when you speak it out loud, if that's not something that you're used to doing as well. So give us a call, 646-716-7362. Some things going on in poetry news, and uh, before we get to our open readers, I wanted to talk with you about. Uh, first of all, we're in the middle of our 20th year, 20th anniversary, 20th annual, there it is, 20th annual poetry contest. And the Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest is in full gear, in high gear. I'm I'm forgetting what all the metaphors are today. So you'll forgive me if I forget how the English language works, but uh, it's happening now. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We've been doing it for 20 years, Um, and the deadline is coming up. The deadline to enter our contest is Saturday, September 23rd, just over a month away to get your entries in. If you go to the Poetry Superhighway website, click on uh, the banner right at the top that says 20th 20th Annual Contest. All the info is there. Basically, uh, you fill out our online form, uh, and then you... Send in your poems, and then you pay the $1 per poem entry fee. You can send it uh, via a check. You can pay it online via PayPal or Venmo, and all the details on how to do that specifically are there for you. And as soon as we get your payment, your poems get sent off to the judges. We have three judges, um, uh, the three of whom, of which, of them, were all folks who scored in the top five positions in last year's contest. They... They get all the poems uh, blindly. Uh, that is, they can see. Their eyes work. But uh, they are sent to them with with your names removed. So all they get is your poems, and uh, so they get all the poems that, that come in with that day's batch. So your your poems might, uh, might stand on their own, or they might be uh, lumped in with other people. They have no idea whose poems they're reading. They score them from zero to five. They send them back, and at the end of the contest, someone wins. So what happens when you win? Well, as I mentioned, it's a $1 per poem entry fee. 100% of that money gets uh, gets divided up between the top three winners. Last week, uh, last year, I should say, we had, uh, I think, over 800 contest entries. <clears throat> so just, you know, say it was 800. 50% of that money, half of it goes to the first place winner. That's 400 bucks just for one poem. Um, 30% of it goes to the second place winner, and 20% of it goes to the third place winner. So all of the money is going directly back to the people who win the contest. Uh, I'm not taking a cut here. This is a completely not-for-profit contest. Um, and it's – so there you go. And then on top of which, since um, a lot of people enter but only three win, 
we developed this crazy system when we first started the contest 20 years ago. As I mentioned, this is our 20th uh, annual contest where every single person gets a prize just for entering. Whether you score in last place or first place, you're going to get something because we have a long roster of sponsors, and they've all donated books and uh, subscriptions to poetry journals and services such as helping uh, you edit poems and all that kind of stuff. Um, so every single person who enters is going to get something just for entering. It uh, could be an ebook, uh, could be a physical book, could be any of those things. And you can see the very long list of what those things are, uh, just so you know I'm not making it up, by, again, going to that contest page on our website, and um, all the sponsors are listed there, and, and the entire list of prizes uh, is, is there as well. Oh, and I forgot to mention, a couple people, couple people actually donated cash, um, and that cash actually gets added to all the entry fees. Uh, one, uh, Roland Vassen every year... Um, local LA poet, local to me anyway. Uh, he, for the last several years, has donated two hundred and fifty dollars, which means that uh, so the the say last year was eight hundred contest entries, so it's not just eight hundred dollars which was being divided up; it was a thousand and fifty dollars being divided up between the winners. So it's pretty cool. It's a pretty egalitarian contest, uh, uh, equal uh, in the sense that uh, that everyone has the best chance of winning. We've got three different judges, all of whom have different sensibilities um, and what they like and don't like. And there you go. In fact, our last Poetry Superhighway live show uh, last month, we didn't have an open reading. We had uh, two of our judges on 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 the on the air with us who um, spoke in detail about what they're looking for when they read poems. So if you have the chance, you might want to. Uh, listen to last month's show, and uh, you'll, you can hear directly from the people who are reading your poems what it is that they uh, are looking for when you're entering, which is – I don't know of any contest that gives that kind of access to to potential contest entrance. Uh, so really good opportunity, really good contest. Enter now. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, ask them. Uh, there you go. The deadline to enter is September 23rd. That's also the deadline to – uh, for me to, if you're paying electronically, to have received your your uh, entry fee uh, by by Venmo or PayPal, or if you're sending a check via postal mail, then you're, uh, it must be postmarked by that day. And because that's the very last day, um, I, even if you postmark it that day, if it doesn't arrive to me in Los Angeles by by the following Wednesday, um, even if you, you did postmark it on time, unfortunately, that's too late. So don't wait till the last minute. Enter. There you go. Um, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going to get to our open reading post-haste, which means now, as far as I'm concerned. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Call in. Our first caller is from the 705 area code. Hello. Good afternoon, Rick. How are you doing today? I'm good. Is this uh, is this Alex from Canada? It's Alex from Canada. How, how do you always get in? You know, I, I think about all the times I've tried to buy concert tickets, and I'm there right at the minute. You know that uh, <laughs> that that it goes on sale, and I'm still like number six thousand in line. How how do you always get in first? How how do you do that? Um, luck of the draw. Must be. Luck of the draw. Well, uh, it's got to be that, that Rick, I call right at uh, like one, like 4.59 I'm calling, so. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. it's good to hear your voice again. How's how's life up there in, uh, in the hinterland? Uh, life is beautiful. It's been a, a very rainy summer. We, we just had 
two days ago, Thursday, we we had oh, so much rain. Like I think in in millimeter, I don't know what it is in 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 inches, but we had like seventy one millimeters of rain in a one day period. It was just like a almost like a tropical storm, just like crazy. Wow. Un- yeah, we've oh, had a that's, that's no way and, and, and it and it's all they're all saying it's all because of global warming, but you know who in the states would say, Ah, there's no such thing as global warming, people. Daffy Duck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, yep. Yep. Um so. well I'm sorry you've had such a wet summer. Um and uh, we'll uh, we'll get our best scientists here in America on translating the uh, millimeters uh of rain into inches um, and get back to you within within several hours with the results of that. Um, you got a poem for us? Uh, I do, and I'm just asking, I, at the last poetry thing over at Bayless Library in Sioux, Michigan a month ago, I gave them your name for uh, for being a special guest to come in. I don't know if they contacted you or not. I was going to ask you. I have I have heard from no one in Michigan. Um, from no one in uh, Michigan. So this 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 Thursday there's another open mic one there. So I'll bug them again. So. Cool. Thanks for being. Because uh, it would uh, really be cool to get you up here in this neck of the woods. You know what I mean? It would be really cool. Like. I would love um, it. And thanks for being part of my uh, my street team. No, absolutely, my friend. Um, the one I'm writing today is is about. My wife was in hospital this week for um, for uh, for a small surgery kind of thing, and when I was waiting in the waiting room and sending her Reiki energy, um, she was I was writing this for. Her. So the same kind of thing. Her sister in Mexico, when she's been going through a lot of uh, health problems and issues, I'll call her on the phone, and she's like three thousand miles away, Rick. And at that moment, over the phone, being a Reiki master. I use the third uh, symbol in Reiki, and she will feel the energy traveling right over the phone, if you can believe that. It's absolutely amazing stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's great. The Reiki energy travels. It, it, it transcends person, place, and time. You can send it backwards. You can send it forwards. If you know you're going to be in a, in a hospital doing a procedure a month from now, and it's to yourself, you can send it to yourself to that room on that date to all of the doctors working on you everything i had a shaman friend who was who was sending energy that day with me so my wife got a lot of assistance that day for sure so well is she doing okay now yeah she she's healing up but it was scary there at the end of the day because we were supposed to be going home but then she had a, a complication from the um the spinal freezing that she had, you know what I mean? And it was scary because it, it really seemed like, like it was almost like a heart attack kind of thing. And I'm going, no, it's really too soon. I'm not going to be willing to lose you on this. Because so, she, she's very fragile that way as far as being susceptible to things and stuff. So, Well, she's uh, doing pretty good uh, now, so that's awesome. That's great. My my wishes to you for a, a complete and and uh, a permanent and speedy uh, recovery to her and um, and uh, and and there you go. Um, I hope you don't have thank, to go through that thank again. You. Let's hear, let's thank hear your you. poem. Okay, sir. Convalescing currents. You are not alone. As you enter this sphere, 
many hands and hearts are directing towards this healing aura, which does you envelop to ensure a competence in peace and prosperity. You are completely serene in mind, body, and spirit, accepting of this procedure which will free you from pain. I am by your side. Nowhere else will I be. From here do I send convalescing current. Walls do not stand in between. As this energy transcends, reaching you in waves of touching tenderness. As this begins, you put yourself in a good place, in a soothing frame that brings a warmth to your soul. You think of the sun, of a tingling waterfall. This is your buoyancy. Why a smile remains. You should be your only focus, but because of who you are, you drift to our child wondering how is her day. Why you're a selfless entity, thinking of others first. Please let some of your own glow fill you with its light. You feel while in this room, a reason for happiness. As we stay intertwined, as you care, so are you loved. End poem. Lovely, Alex. I'm sure she's uh, she's uh, feels very lucky and uh, and uh, supported by by you um, and and your work. And uh, there's there's no greater tribute, I think, to a person than when an artist uh, creates art uh, for them. So uh, well done. Thank you, sir. And a couple of nurses that were that were working with her and stuff. They they wanted to read it and they just go. Wow, that's incredible. That's pretty cool that um, two special people so it was right on. So, yeah, it, it was just something to concentrate and focus on, and it helped me even send in the energy even stronger writing that while I was in the waiting room. So, Great. Well, um, uh, I hope it all works out. I'm sure it will, and um, thanks oh, yeah. for calling in, Alex, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay, Rick, and I hope I'll I'll bug them again this week at Bayless Library in Sioux, Michigan, and hopefully they're going to give you a holler and a call, and we'll get you up here. I'm ready. Okay, you have a great day, and uh, have a great day. Thanks, you too. That was uh, Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie up in uh, uh, Canada. Uh, just north of Michigan, um, a regular here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, uh, lots of healing uh, wishes to his his wife from from me and the entire Poetry Superhighway community. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. I encourage you to call in. If you're, if you're listening, uh, call in earlier in the show if you can. Um, uh, better that you, you wait on hold a little while than uh, sometimes at the end of the show – uh, we get a little bogged down with a lot of people calling in at once, and then we end up not not getting to some folks. And uh, my goal is to get to everybody. So if you want to be sure to to get on a call in earlier, um, attempt to not uh, rush as much in trying to uh, talk to you and hear your poem and find out what's going on with with you if you're if you're calling in earlier. So there you go. The number six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller. Uh, looks like a, a calling from abroad. Nine seven two five four two one seven. Who's who am I talking to? Honey Greenberg. Hi, I've been a guest before from Jerusalem. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm Hi. familiar with both you and Jerusalem. <laughs> nice to uh, nice to hear your voice. Thanks for calling in. 
Nice to participate. I've been counting the days. It's it's past midnight here, and I said to hubby, who's since gone to sleep, this is my college sweetheart, now we're grandparents, so it's a couple of years. I said, well, oh you gosh. know, to, to get to Rick, I have to stay up, so save a pillow for me. So. <laughs> It's uh, well, I'm I'm thrilled. You know, it's obviously uh, time zones are time zones, and there's only so much you can do about it. But uh, I'm I'm really it's it's amazing not only to talk with you, someone who I've been you know corresponding with for for years uh, with Poetry Superhighway and other stuff, and um, and just you know in a more global sense, just to have someone calling from from that part of the world uh, so far away from where I am is is really extraordinary. So thank you for. Uh, for uh, having that pillow on reserve and staying up. <laughs> well, Rick, you do a great service. Um, sure, we have lots of convergent media channels now to get the word out, um, but you, you, you're, you're a, a steadfast uh, address. You're, you've been there for years. You're consistent. You're generous. You're a gracious host, and it's a pleasure always to be with you, whether it's on talk radio or a poem or a book feature um, on your um, uh, internet site, it's it's just great to have you. And it's great to be had. Um, <laughs> and thank you. Those are very nice words. Um, so, uh, so you got a poem for us? I do. Um, I have a question for you. Um, Grandma's cheek sure. sometimes. If I give you a two-stanza quickie poem from one book, can I give you one that's slightly longer from another book, too, or is it strictly a one-puppy-per-taker um, um, limit? Uh, oh. Usually it's one per, uh, per, but we've got, you know, it's uh, I've got two more callers on the line after, so I'm sure I can get to all of those folks with the time we have left. So um, I guess go go ahead and let's Hello. let's see how it goes. Wait, Rick. Hello? I'm sorry, yeah. I just lost my connection. I'm sorry, you said you're sure, and then my phone started doing things that are not nice internationally. Um, I'm plugged into the wall now. We're good. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so, yeah, well, are we uh, green light or are we? Yeah, just go for it. Let's I'll give you the two stanzas, and you'll see. Okay. The, the shorter poem is from my newer book that just came out a few months ago from Unbound Content. It's called Mothers Ought to Utter Only Niceties. It can be bought from Unbound Content, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon.com, um, Bribe a Friend, I don't know. It's a book about raising kids, and there are actually pictures of my kids on the cover. Where they're grown up now, and they're like, how could you, Mom? And then Mommy could, and I told them so. And um, not of my grandkids. Grandkids are still uh, private. And it's about raising kids and about raising oneself. There's 125 poems in this particular book. And the two stands, the poem I want to read is Even Linda Ronstadt grew a chin. It's from the section in the book about being middle-aged. Midlife is not walkers, wheelchairs, or diapers, usually. Yet in these decades, even Linda Ronstadt grew a chin. Without lipo, lifts, plastic this and that, we droop, fold over, crease. See, more gelatin than prime rib present at least height in many ways. Ascension no longer directs the choice of days, plus our nights need sleep, that pillow, remember? We're shocked by social networks' revelations of twins among us. Connected by dint of college chimes, first jobs, early loves, likewise, embrace rotund or wrinkled self-expression, increasingly middle-aged softens. 
That's it. It's a short. Indeed it's a short one. Yeah, indeed it does. Um, is is the long one very long or uh, no, no, no? Long it's, and short it's, in it's, terms of it's five. No, yeah. it's it's five stanzas instead of two stanzas. Okay. And it's also yeah. about middle cool. age, so there's a theme happening. And it's from a book that came out last year from an academic press, Lit Fest Press. These are all American presses. It's called Grand Sociology Lesson. And again, it's available from the press, from Amazon, from Barnes & Noble. And um, this book has fewer poems, 94 poems in it. And this one is called 50 is Years Old Enough. I haven't been 50 in a while, but it's, a, it's, it's about the same part of life. 50 is years old enough to sprout white hairs. Wear elastic waisted skirts, sing off key. Additionally, to rub eyeglasses, clean on trousers, handkerchiefs, tablecloths, maybe also slightly used linens. Fifty is years old enough to read Tarzan, Rumpelstiltskin, King Kong, Little Red Hood, Captain America. What's claiming such tips surpasses Camus, Hesse, Kierkegaard, Sartre, ought to be taught instead come next term freshman English. Fifty is years old enough to need memories held fast, gripped tightly, bound and rebound in spectacular narrative, captured as parenting topics while children rehearse flight, even when such assemblages could cause initial difficulties. Fifty is years old enough to question one's outermost valences, severing perhaps current loops of convergent communication, reassembling habituated consumption of personal services, especially those helps understood as portraying vulnerability. And finally, 50 is years old enough to take steps toward fleshy prowess. Define physical goals, strategize corporeal plans, actualize body changes. Gravity gets forgotten in the company of wisdom, lines, silvered fur, fat, bumps, sports, spots, warts, hangings, danglings, and other marks of age's beauty. So we've got uh, middle middle age really in a serious case on the side of the phone. Your uh, your uh, your poems are aging with you. <laughs> Hopefully, like a good cheese or wine. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing better than than uh, than that stuff after it's been around for a while. So uh, definitely. Um, well, honey, uh, tell me, you know, not we don't get uh, calls from. Uh, Jerusalem or Israel that much uh, is there anything uh, uh, that goes on in Jerusalem like an open reading or you know something that you can participate in on a regular basis you can let us know about oh sure in Jerusalem in Tel Aviv nationally I have to say um, having lived first in the States and having taught as a professor in the States years ago I'm really connected to the publishing um, industry through the States so I'm a terrible source for, for local goings-on. I could better tell you about um, a flash fiction reading that's taking place in San Francisco at a bar this coming week than I can about what the Voices Conference, which is one of the names of the organizations for poetry in Israel, is having. And I'm sorry, but that's, those are my roots. That's okay. It's no problem. Um, yeah, I happen to be one of the judges of the uh, Voices con- uh, contest this year, Voices Israel, um, which is oh, kind so of yeah, funny. You know, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, anyway, listen, Connie, thank you for calling in and uh, and for uh, these many years of uh, co-poetation, uh, if you'll allow me to invent a word right now. Um, and I hope <laughs> to talk with you again. Oh, please, Rick, a pleasure. And, and thanks for having your website Thanks for having your readings, your contests, and your books. Your books, like, bring such light and happiness. I just, please keep being you. 
I, I don't think I have a choice, but um, <laughs> I will I will endeavor to do that. Um, all right, thank you so much, Connie. Good to hear your voice. That was uh, okay. Good to talk to Connie Greenberg calling from Jerusalem, uh, Israel, uh, which is uh, which is about as far away as we we get. I guess we've had a caller from Australia. Neville Hyatt hasn't called in in a while, but um, we truly are a global phenomenon. So uh, call in from wherever you are. The number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Speaking of my books, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Um, I, I have a brand new book out actually. Um, uh, maybe you've seen it. I don't know if I posted it to the as, as a standalone email to the Poetry Superhighway list, and you may or may not have seen it in the Poetry Superhighway newsletter, but um, my 21st collection of poetry was just released a couple of weeks ago. It's called God Wrestler, and it's uh, – I wrote a poem every week after – the uh, the Torah portion uh, of the week. Uh, uh, Jews uh, do this thing where we study. Well, <laughs> that is probably a small section of Jews do, but uh, it's a thing that you can do. Uh, uh, you you read you study the the story in the Torah, which is the Old Testament, uh, as it's sometimes referred to, um, uh, every week, and you discuss it, and you do that every week all year, and then when it finishes, you start all over, and you keep doing that your whole life. So, um, and you know, the the object, of course, is to try to find meaning in it or relevance. You know, what is, uh, you know, what do the laws about uh, about selling your goats have to do with living in 2017? So, etc. Um, so, I wrote a poem every single week, um, and um, they all just came out in this brand new book called God Wrestler, a poem for every Torah portion. Uh, which you can uh, read a couple of poems for on my website at poetrysuperhighway.com um, and pick up on Amazon um, uh, if you'd like. And uh, there you go. Read it. You could read it just one poem a week uh, as well. That would uh, that would make it real easy, I think. Um, so there you go. And thank you, by the way, Connie, for your nice comments about about uh, my 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 books. Uh, that's it's uh, it warms my heart to hear sometimes when you put books out there you know maybe you see that people have bought them but you don't necessarily get uh, get feedback so that kind of direct feedback is is awesome and if you if you're the kind of person who's out there on facebook um seeing other people post poetry etc um it's you know it's really cool um if you if you post a poem if someone else comments on it you know what i'm saying even if it's constructive you know just to know that someone is has read it is a cool thing. It's something we struggle a little bit with in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group, which has, I don't know, 3,000 plus people in it at this point. Um, a lot of people join every single group they can that has the word poetry in the title. And then uh, once a day or more, we'll just post their poem uh, to every single group that they're in. Um, and I, I totally understand that you want to get your uh, your work out there to um, – to everyone and as, as many people as possible and hope that someone sees it. Uh, but so many people do that, that for the most part, your you know, stuff gets, just gets lost. And, um, and it's it, the idea behind the poetry superhighway group and really a website is to really foster a community to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. That's our mission. So, um, if you're in our group, you're, you're more than welcome to post a maximum of once per day. Um, that's our guideline in the Facebook group, um, and we're I'm pretty, you know, I, I, uh, pretty specific about enforcing that. If you post more than once in 24 hours, I'm gonna I'm gonna delete your your second post and send you an annoying message saying, "Hey, 
remember that one guideline that we have? And that's kind of obnoxious uh, to do, I suppose, um, but it does help a little bit um, in um, um, making our group just a little bit different from all the other poetry groups where where it's kind of willy-nilly, people can post all they want, um, and no one in cares or enforces. And it kind of it, it a little bit inspires... I hope you to not just post your work, but to look at other people's stuff and to comment it, or at least just click like. You know what I'm saying? Um, otherwise, what's what's the point of posting your work there if no one is is uh, reading it, and if if you're just there to post your own work and not uh, reply to anyone else? So anyway, there you go. That's my um, uh, soapbox message for the Poach Superhighway Facebook group. Um, moving on, we got about a half an hour left in the show. Plenty of time for you to call in and read your work. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 520 area code. Hi. Hello, this is Maggie. Hey, Maggie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you're. I, I keep forgetting. I know you're in the southwest now, though not Southern California. Is it? Is it Phoenix, New Mexico, no. Albuquerque, Santa Fe? Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. Yeah, you're close. Crawl around it. I'm in the middle of the yeah. desert, like all those other people. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Technically, technically, so are we in Southern California. We just uh, stole water from another place and uh, and pretend that right. we're not. But um, and you've got that big pond that on the left side of the map, so you, you've, you're kind of nearer to the water than we are. <laughs> it's a couple hours drive even to the locust beach, lo- the closest beach. <laughs> Well, there you go. It's not so good for watering plants or, or turning the land into a desert, but because uh, we haven't figured out desalinization on this part of the world yet. But um, but uh, but I hear you. Um, yeah. um, cool. All right. I think we've thoroughly covered uh, the desert uh, so far. Um, and do you have a poem for us? I do, and I have a poem which um, I wrote from a prompt that suggested you write a poem what a lake might feel or a stone might believe. And I decided to write a poem about the lake. And so here I am as a lake, and I'm calling my poem Eerie. Nothing to do with the one that's got the Just eerie as in strange. Cool, wet, wash. My body moves with wind, shines sun, lips, shores, forms home to weed, fish, swims of diving bird. I am at once a single sheet. A bowl, both flat and deep, a succorer, a danger, and a sweet, sweet taste to salve the want of thirst. Sometimes a reservoir, sometimes a fearsome wave. Wow. That's... um. I'm not sure which which time I want to be around you, uh, but uh, I bet the fearsome <laughs> wave is fun to watch. Yeah, I had fun with that one. Anyway, I don't need to stay too long. I don't need to say another poem. I just wanted to say hello and thank you for having the Poetry Superhighway blog spot. And um, best wishes for the rest of the people who read. Hey, as long as I, I have you, I know you've uh, you've participated in our contest um, uh, many times, and in fact uh, placed in it a couple of times and judged it a couple of times. Do you have any um, uh, any any words or thoughts on it you might want to share for people listening who are considering entering the contest? 
Sure. Um, quantity makes a difference. Uh, the time that I got noticed was when I decided to say, what the heck? And instead of sending one timid poem, I sent you 40 all at once. 40, right, 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 right. That'll do and it. And it, it did seem to work. I don't know. I, I do uh, do play like statistics sometimes, and the, the more you try, the easier it is sometimes. So don't give up with just one poem is my advice to the beginner. Uh, send at least five. <laughs> there you go. It's, yes. it's for a good cause in that all the money goes to a poet. Oh, I know. You know I know. And, it's wonderful. And, and you may notice that I haven't sent any yet, but I am working on my 40. <laughs> Man. How many have you got so far? I, um, we're about at 200, and as you may recall from when when you've judged the contest uh, in the past, you know we it we tend to get you know a, a pretty good pace right at the beginning, and then it really kind of dies down a lot until the last month when I start announcing there's only this many weeks, there's only and then and then and then most of the poems tend to come and then. So I don't know as a, as a judge if it makes sense. Um, it, you know, if it's better that your poems are read uh, during the lull time, like now, or if uh, if 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 it's you know it doesn't really matter, and if they come in during the the uh, monsoon of poetry that comes during the last few weeks, if that's still okay. fine, or what do you? Well, when when I did the judging, I tried very hard not to have that prejudice that the best was last. And I, I tried to focus poem by poem, and and I think I, I, personally, from, from my perspective, I'm not aware that that there's a a status from the time you set it up. You know what I'm saying? I don't think other judges. The way you've got it set up, there are so many ways to make the judging fair that I believe it is. That's great. I just I meant more specifically. You know, that's an interesting thought on on the beginning versus the end. Like the volume of poetry that you as a judge huh? had to read at at the end versus during the rest of the con- contest. Well, I kind of knew you know, from hearing about your stuff before that that it was going to be all at the end, and so I was ready for it. I sort of cleared my calendar that part. <laughs> well, there you it go. is very time consuming. Maggie, one last question. Have you found any poetry in Tucson? Any readings or anything to to participate in? There are lots and lots of places in Tucson. A lot of them are down in the Old Town section, and it it reminds me a lot of Ventura, California, um, in in Hmm. every way, in the the style of the buildings and the type of poetry. There are libraries that hold poetry readings. Um, There's a huge poetry center. I think I've mentioned this once before at the University of Arizona, a whole library. It's an archive, actually. It's not a lending library. You have to go sit in that library and read it. You can't take it home with you. But they have wonderful Mm. things. I'm actually in a poetry class. This uh, I'm a six-week class. The last week is next week, um, and um, it's wonderful. It's it's a small group of about 14 people da- taught by a professor of of language and art and you know and writing, and we have a ball. <laughs> That's great. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're so immersed uh, in in what's going on there. Um, well, Maggie, thanks as always for calling in. Good to hear your voice, and uh, stay cool out there Ooh. in the desert. Okay. All right. Take, Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. That was uh, Maggie Westland from uh, Tucson, Arizona, uh, uh, originally from uh, uh, down down here in Southern California, the Ventura area. Speaking of Ventura, uh, there's a reading that happens there every week at the uh, library on uh, is it Main Street? Um, I should look this up so I know what I'm talking about. Um, 
but um, uh, a reading series that happens on Thursdays at 7:30 at the EP Foster Library. Yes, on Main Street, right until uh, right right in downtown. Ventura that's run by Phil Taggart, um, who's been doing this for years and years and years. It's in the topping room of the library, which is, uh, um, well, God knows what that means. But um, uh, it wasn't like there was a Sunday bar they put out or whatever else topping could mean. But um, it's uh, there's, a, there's a nice little entrance to the li- to that room uh, from the exterior, uh, from right, right on Main Street. You don't even have to go into the library. There's an open reading. It's a free event, um, and I'm mentioning it this this time because this particular Thursday, if you happen to be in Southern California, if you happen to be in Ventura, I happen to be the featured reader. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I was there a couple of years ago. I had a really great experience. It was a super supportive crowd, and um, I'm excited to be going back to Ventura to do a reading. I'll, I'll be reading poems from my new book, God Wrestler, which I, which I just talked about, and also from uh, my uh, – Still fairly new books, which came out in December, the three travel poetry books, Professor Clown on Parade, poems that I wrote um, a few summers ago while traveling through uh, Vermont, Maine, and Connecticut, Um, uh, the book uh, Romancing the Blarney Stone, poems I wrote uh, two or three summers ago on a vacation in Ireland, and the book of poems that I wrote uh, last summer uh, while in New Orleans called Donut famine. So uh, all three of those books came out at the same time in December because I'm insane and it felt like a good idea to put out three books at once. It wasn't, uh, but there you go. So I'm going to be reading poems from all three of those books, all four of those books, I should say, uh, in Ventura this Thursday at 7.30 p.m. If you're in in the area, come by. There's an open reading. I'd love to hear your work as well. Um, So there you go. All right. Uh, Again, the number for you to call in is area code 646 716-7362. we got about 20 minutes left in the show. Plenty of time for you to call in and uh, and read your work. Not just read your work, but tell us about what's going on in your poetry uh, world. Uh, tell us about your new book. Tell us about a reading that you're doing. Tell us about your website. Tell us about anything related to poetry. Um, something cool that happens in your town. Um, this is a cool uh, uh, opportunity for you to share that info with people Um uh, who might be in your town who might not know about it. And just uh, for those of us who are interested in poetry all over the world, just to know what's going on in your part of the world. 646-716-7362. Our next caller is a blocked number. Hello. Hello, Rick. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sounds from Birmingham. Like Michael from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I'm great. How are you doing? Um, well, I'm uh, really enthused by the uh, eclipse. But uh, I'm enthused not so much astronomically as I am symbolically, because although it's an eclipse, uh, I see it instead of a blockage, I see it more as uh, symbolically as a conjunction of the opposite, the sun and the moon. And so I've been writing, and um, I've just enjoyed the writing that it's prompted from me, that it's inspired me to do. I've written uh, a poem in three parts. I call it uh, Galaxy 1, Galaxy 2, and Galaxy 3. And unfortunately, I might not be able to do much reading on it because of my location right now. But I'll read Galaxy 2 because it's the shorter one. I'll start you can do all three. Like, 
So we got plenty of well, uh, your I, I, loud and clear here if you're able. Go for I, it. I man. understand that, but I, I may I have to be on the road at this time. Uh, I won't get long into uh, about that. So if I can pull over to a safe spot uh, that's conducive while I'm doing this, I will. I don't know if that's going to occur, and I don't want to hold up the show, of course. But uh, again, uh, I'm enthused about the um, the uh, eclipse being. You know, I see the pictures of what it looks like, and the moon will be face to face with the sun. And I see that as not an image of conflict and confrontation. I see it as an image of, as a romantics were questing for, a conjunction of the opposites. And when you have a conjunction of the opposites, that's an image of peace, harmony, unison. And uh, so uh, that's what really has got me fired up. I think I can pull over right about here, and then I'll start with, Okay, just let me know if, if I'm getting too long with it because parts, um, they're not haiku either. <laughs> so there'll be, uh, okay, the first part is kind of body, but we're ready. Let's hear it, Michael. You still there? Michael seems to have disappeared uh, just as he uh, was. <laughs> Just as he was about to launch into his poems, he's pulled off the road for us, and now he's he's gone. I hope he's okay. I hope he didn't drive off the road. Michael, in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, call back in. It's uh, We want to hear your work. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Uh, plenty of open lines. We've got about uh, t- uh, 19 minutes left in the show. I'd love to hear, hear your work. Um, um, oh, I think we got Michael back. Let's see. Um, Michael, are you uh, are you with us? Yeah, the, the call dropped. Uh, it's just I there's the territory that I'm in right now, the, the vicinity that I'm in. There was that possibility, uh, and I lost my space where I pulled over. Um, uh, so um, let me. I think I can read the second while I'm driving. Uh, the second part has to do with. There was an eclipse on Good Friday, so it would have been a um, a lunar eclipse. And so TGIRF, thank God it's Righteous Friday, the moon. So I'm connecting our 2017 with the one that took place on Good Friday, you know, over 2,000 years ago. So um, the moon and the sun together as one, Mars and Venus, Othello and Desdemona, black and white, the moon and the sun together as one, it is done. And still she calls to me in the law without a by, my son, my savior, my brother of the moon. I'm skipping, that was two, galaxy two. Now, Galaxy One is a bit body, okay? but it's in good humor, bringing the cosmic experience down to Earth, making the celestial earthy. Uh, I'm an armed. I won't be traveling for the eclipse. I'm a, um, but here in where I live in Birmingham, Alabama, I understand there'll be. I've heard 92. I've heard 97 percent, but not a total uh, totality. 
So I'm an armchair rock and roll type cowboy. Multitudes of viewers voyaging, going out of their ways, light years from their homes, living it up like the Jetsons, putting on dark glasses to indulge in an intimate cosmic encounter of the celestial kind behind the stellar shades. Sister Moon is sitting on the face of a brother's son set in the round. Now they're slowly sliding side by side into a western positioning of yin and yang, lingering zen-like in a 69. Soon estranged, but never strangers, the further the absent, even ever closer the connection after each separate body united in singularity and absolutely moving in totality. A long quickie leaving a long afterglow long after the long ride back home. And we heard two, which referenced the Friday clips. And three, three doesn't have a subtitle. In lieu of a subtitle, uh, I have a, uh, a visual there, and the visual is Rodan's The Kiss. I think everyone's familiar with Rodan's The Kiss. Uh, with the other artists, uh, Gustav Klint also has a painting, The Kiss. The uh, Rodin's, of course, is a sculptor. Yeah. In the in the broad light of the day star, Solonar, Sister Moon and Brother Sun face to face, the inner outer in space across the universe, undivided day. And that's why noon is in rhythm and rhyme with moon. And an M is two ends united as one, like Kathy and Heathcliff, Christ and Magdalene, Romeo and Juliet. The heart is not earthbound. The heart is not earthbound. The earth doesn't move. We are moved out of this world, unmoored from the fields, supernally sensuous, lifted out of this world, grass exceeding, reaching heights beyond the weathering of the kingdom, not of this world. And the last two lines, I should have mentioned that, the last two lines, instead of a superscript, it's a subscript, and they're from a song by Stevie, Stevie, Henley, and Steve, Stevie Nicks and Don Henley, Leather and Lace. And, um, Wrath, exceeding, reaching heights beyond the weathering of the kingdom, not of this world. I search only for something I can't see. Lovers forever, face to face. Thank you for allowing me to read all three sections. I know it was a little rough. I enjoy these days. I don't know if it's because of my age, but I enjoy the writing process more than I do the actually getting a chance to air them. Well, that's that's okay, um, and uh, and you're welcome. You know, so often you come in and uh, read uh, things that are so short that it's it's nice. Uh, <laughs> you, you deserve the opportunity to read 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 a longer piece. So um, glad we were able to do that today, uh, Michael. And so thanks for uh, thanks for writing that, and thanks for sharing it with us. Well, 
unofficially, informally, I hope that this show, August 20th, and by the way, a, a little uh, acknowledgement that is my uh, my niece is 27 today, uh, and when she was born, I wrote a poem that used celestial imagery. I, it occurred to me that poem that I'd written used celestial imagery, and she's 27, and she just finished our, our nursing, uh, getting her nursing. She got pinned last month in a nursing ceremony, and I wanted to mention that. But this show today, August 20th, I hope will unofficially and informally be the um, the, um, the the celebration of the uh, eclipse tomorrow. Has anybody, sure, I, I gotta I'll, late, go, ahead I gotta I'll late, go ahead and declare it that. No problem. <laughs> I got a late start. All right, Is anybody Michael. else read anything? Okay. All right, Michael, thank Anybody you. Yeah, no, uh, I think you're the only person who's uh, who's uh, referenced the eclipse today, but that's that's okay. Um, uh, you know, we don't have any uh, uh, official themes um, uh, in our show because we want it to be – we want everyone to feel comfortable, uh, you know, reading. A, you know, a suggested theme, you know, is is okay if, if it gives people, a, a, you know, a framework, uh, to, you know, or the spark of an idea to call in. Um but yeah, so um, but no problem, uh, Michael. Good to hear your voice. Thanks for reading that, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay, great. Enjoy the eclipse tomorrow. Thanks. We'll do you too. All right, uh, that was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, calling in. Uh, the number to call in if you would like to read a poem is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Call in now. Um, I'm sure I could squeeze you in. I got about ten minutes left in the show. Um, an open line, so definitely uh, if you call in right now, I'll get you right on, and you can uh, you can share your work. Um, alrighty, um, so uh, yeah, the eclipse is tomorrow, of course, and uh, that's that's kind of exciting. I'm hoping to be awake that early to uh, get a glimpse of it, um, and uh, and I know that uh, there's a great industry that's uh, that's popped up over the last couple of weeks of selling eclipse glasses. Uh, so looking forward to. Picking up a discount pair of those on eBay after the fact, and we'll see what happens. Um, um, I was thinking of just saving a lot of money by just taking a flashlight into the closet and uh, sort of simulating uh, what the eclipse might might be. I'll let you know how that how that goes. Um, so, um, all right. Well, uh, listen. I want to remind you of some things that are going on in uh, Poetry Superhighway land. Um, again, if you'd like to call in, the number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you might not have been tuned in. Uh, we're running our twentieth annual Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest right now. Um, everyone gets a prize just for entering, thanks to the generosity of our many sponsors. It's just a one dollar per poem entry fee, um, and uh, where there's about just Five weeks as of yesterday left to enter the contest, um, and I don't know, Maggie, who was a, a judge of the contest previously, um, says that it didn't really matter to her uh, that most of the poems came in in the last couple of weeks, um, but I would, I don't know, I would think, as for me, I would think I, I might go as a judge, I might go through the poems um, uh, more thoroughly um, that's not the right word. I, 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 I don't know. I just, I would just think statistically, if I've got 100 poems to read versus five poems to read, um, the five poems might have a better shot. So um, I suggest entering earlier uh, for the sanity of our judges, at the very least. I'm sure that they. Uh, uh, I, I've never been displeased with with the people who've come to the, who who've won the contest. So I know that it's all worked worked out, even though the bulk of the entries tend to come uh, towards the end. But um, 
Um, I would suspect your poems get more attention. Uh, that's not an official statement, and that's not the policy of the contest or the judges. That's just my me looking at the numbers uh, that your poems will get more attention if they come in uh, earlier. But whatever. Enter whenever you want. It's fine. Enter one poem for a dollar. Enter 40 poems for $40. Uh, enter 1,000 poems um, for $1,000. Whatever you want. It's all fine. Um, and it's such a cool, awesome roster of prizes that you can you can check out um, um, on uh, on the Poetry for Highway uh, website on the contest page to see what what you might win for entering the contest. I think that it's just such a cool thing. You you might not win the contest, but you're still going to get a book in the mail, or you'll get a copy of someone's ebook or an anthology. Um, I'm looking through. There's like um, I don't know, we have like 60, 70 sponsors here, maybe not that many, I don't know, uh, but there's like over 100 prizes for sure, um, um, signed copies of books, uh, subscriptions, like Science Fiction and Fantasy uh, Poetry Association is offering two subscriptions to their journal, um, there's a copy of the San Diego Poetry Anthology you could win, um, I've uh, put up uh, copies of uh, my um, three travel books, which I mentioned earlier, so three people are uh, each going to get one of those. Um, there's just a ton of, of prizes listed here. Um, I just I get joy reading through this prize list um, um, j- just as much as I hope uh, you uh, – oh, this is a cool one. Winning Writers, who's uh, an, an annual sponsor of the Poetry Superhighway. You probably see their ad. Um, every every week in the Poetry Super Highway newsletter at, at the top, they're our, our main sponsor, really. Um, but they also sponsor the contest, and um, they are offering two free entries to their poetry contest. And it's like cost twelve bucks to enter their contest, so you could win a free entry to their to the Tom Howard Margaret Reed Poetry Contest, uh, which is a twelve dollar value just for entering our contest and losing. Uh, I don't really consider that anyone loses the contest. I figure we have three winners, and everyone else is tied for fourth place. That's how I look at it. But uh, there you go. So um, you just, man, you got a dollar? You can enter our contest and win something that's worth more than a dollar. It's just that simple. Um, I uh, So that's it. Our next reading is going to be on uh, Sunday, September 17th, just uh, under a month from now. It's uh, 2 to 3 p.m. as always. Um, we will be having our uh, open, monthly open reading uh, right there in September. Uh, I don't know if fall has started by then, but surely uh, when September comes along, it feels like summer is a, a distant and cherished memory. It, it kind of leaves in a, like a death as far as I'm concerned when summer is over. So so I'll probably just be depressed on that day. Uh, but uh, But call in anyway and cheer me up with your poetry on Sunday, September 17th. Um, by the way, if you if you ever miss part of the show, you can always listen to all of the shows in the in the archive right on the Poetry Superhighway website. I click on PSH Live, and there are links to every show that we've done. So if you just want to hear an hour of poetry, even if it's not live, that's available to you forever, as well as all the special shows we've done, which include the um, the you know every year we do a conversation with our contest judges. So you get insights from them on. Uh, what they're what they're looking for when they're reading uh, your poems. We uh, have the contest winners announcement, which happens every year. Um, we've had a couple interviews and other special shows. There's there's I don't know eight or nine years worth of one hour shows that you can listen to in our archives. All of which are you know one link away on the uh, on the PSH Live page on the Poetry Superhighway uh, website. 
Um, do you, you know, did you know that we also, you, you must know this, right? Your fans purchase Super Highway, but we publish two poets every week. That's, uh, that's how this whole thing got started. Uh, poets of the week. I've been doing this since 1997. That's 20 years. We're in our 20th year of publishing two poets a week, uh, uh every year. So how do we do that? By, um, by, uh, by asking you to submit poetry, click on submission guidelines from the main poetry superhighway menu and it's all there um you're you can submit um as many times as you want during the year though if you get published you can't submit again until uh the following calendar year that's another kind of egalitarian expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible thing that we do in that it once someone gets published we won't publish them again until the following calendar year so um but uh we uh, we you know do follow the guidelines. They're all there. That's really important because if you don't follow the guidelines, um, I'm just going to delete your work and send you an email saying, hey, you didn't follow the guidelines. Try again. Um, just because so much work comes in uh, that uh, we it's all kind of set up to be uh, to to be received in a system that that uh, makes it easy to manage. So um, we you have to put your poems in an email, pasted an email, no attachments. Um, you have to include a bio, which includes a third-person bio, which includes what city you live in, and you mail them to POTW at PoetrySuperHighway.com. Uh, previously published poems in print are okay. If they appear elsewhere online, uh, we won't consider that. Unless it's on your personal website, then we will consider it. Um, so then we don't consider it published um, if you put it up on your own website or blog or whatever. Um, uh, simultaneous submissions are okay with us too, um, uh, as long as you notify us uh, immediately if it's published uh, elsewhere. Um, and uh, we're okay with that because we take us, we you know we hold on to your work for six months from the date of submission, and um, and which means we don't send rejection letters by the way. So if you don't hear from us within six months, uh, that means we weren't able to use your work. Um, and that's how it works. Um, and, and because of that, because that's a fairly long time and because we don't send rejection letters, that's why we're okay with simultaneous submissions. That way you can, you know, if maybe other people can look at your work too and maybe they'll get to it faster than, than we can. Again, as long as you uh, notify us uh, that uh, if something gets picked up elsewhere. And, of course, notify them if we publish your work. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've, we've just plumb uh, run out of time. I want to thank everyone who called in today to share their work. I want to thank... Um, um, uh, well, actually, everyone who called in today was a repeat caller. It's so cool to have regulars on Poetry Superhighway Live. I want to thank uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, for opening up the show with his poem for his wife. I want to thank Hani uh, Greenberg from Jerusalem for reading her uh, poems uh, uh, um, from from the point of view of middle age. Um, Hani, you don't sound like you're, uh, you're, you're middle-aged, just so you know. I want to thank Maggie uh, from Tucson, Arizona, for calling in and reading her work from um, from the uh, from the desert. I'm always good to hear uh, Maggie on our show and uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. I want to thank you for calling in as well. Uh, Michael calls in almost every month as well. It's usually driving. I don't get that, Michael. You should you know you know you have to you know just like sit by a computer or something and just listen to the show and sip some iced tea. You're driving around like you're going to drive. Poetry's going to kill you. And I just I don't want to be responsible for that. So uh, if you just consider being safe, uh, uh, that would be great. Again, our next show is September 17th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. The show after that, we're going to have a special one in October, October 8th, just a couple weeks after the 17th. That's where we'll be announcing our contest winners. 
Um, and do consider entering our contest. All the info is there online at poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. My name is Rick Looper. To check out my new book, God Wrestler, on my website or Amazon. And everyone have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.